Hello, hello. What up, our fellow schmuck boys? Schmuck boys, schmuck girls. Excited to be back with another episode. Officially February, like mid-February, like Valentine's time February. Um, And it's giving major throwbacks when we had like a Valentine's episode last year. Yeah, we gave all our like V-Day thoughts and wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, I forgot. Remember when I said I would prefer chocolates over flowers and then I got in trouble? It's not true. I just like both. But this year I got both in case anyone was wondering. (laughs) I'm very happy for you. See, I definitely prefer, I I obviously prefer both, but hands down prefer flowers over chocolate. I'm just such a chocolate lover. Like I'm annoying, but yeah. Also, if anyone remembers, like my anniversary is like the same time as Valentine's Day. So it's kind of just like the tinier thing. At yeah. The end. But um, just celebrating. Yes, that was the anniversary. It was great. Strongly recommend Noe Do for their meatball where inside it's spaghetti. Was a great dinner. He actually won this year. Last year, he said he wanted to watch UFC after our anniversary. I said, haha, you're crazy. One year later, we had a UFC watch party with 40 of our friends. And I was like, wow, thanks for coming to my anniversary dinner, everyone. So like, funny. it was just so funny. So fun. Got to see Alex and Carly, the cruise couple, um, which I told you guys all about, that met at his bar mitzvah. Um, so you got to reconnect for the first time on land since the boat. But yeah, spent the two-year anniversary, and I'm actually getting surgery for my deviated septum this week. So Jack will be taking care of me, and yeah, that those are my updates. Wait, I'm I'm curious. Two-year anniversary. Were there gifts exchanged? What are What do you think are the oh. appropriate two-year anniversary yeah. gifts? So I got him like a customized robe. And like a a whiskey like mixology set, ooh, which I thought was really cool and like made me think of him. And obviously, like yeah, Valentine's Day chocolates. Yeah, um, and he got me pretty much my new phone, which is like oh, that's nice. So important to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my phone like broke, so it was like I knew in advance, and also I kind of needed a new phone anyways. And it's mm-hmm. like the perfect gift because it's so useful for me like I think I think that's where you're at after the first year it's like what what's useful Mm -hmm. you know you don't want something you just push to the side yeah you want yeah I feel like I think when you're in the early stages of relationships it can be like it's like cute yeah but it's like when so then it's like after a couple years you're like okay but like what do I actually yeah (laughs) what do you need yeah and like you start to like we're so annoying like we're so bad at surprising each other because we just like telling or like giving things yeah you know so yeah it's it's literally like two-year anniversary valentine's day watch party surgery the busy week those are my updates it's like all in one but i'm gonna come back better and stronger and you guys aren't gonna hear me breathe every sentence your voice will be different since you'll be able to actually breathe um maybe i just thought <laughs> you know next week to find out 
Cheryl, Cheryl Cohen's gonna sound a little bit different. No, stop. That's my I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're never gonna. No, somebody that. else has said that they were like, "Yo, what if you can't do the Cheryl voice?" I'm like, "Then I want a refund." <laughs> like I'm out here buying all these. Fun fact: I'm out here buying all these like cute button-down pajamas or mm-hmm. button-down sets, mm-hmm. sweatshirts that are zip-ups. Like I don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. I have this crewnecks and over the head and you can't put anything like over your head oh that makes sense that you need like zip ups and okay at first i wasn't sure where you were going with that i didn't think about it until like today and i was like going on amazon and just buying like zip up sets yeah and then like i was buying like a snap pajama Mm. that makes sense you can't put things over your head after the surgery that makes so much sense yeah (laughs) Wait, also though, I think a robe is such a R.I.P. <laughs> what were you about to say? I was saying, I think a robe is a really good gift. And I think oh, like for yeah. a guy, I think it's kind of unique. So I think when we think of guys, we always tend to go for like wallets, belts. We're always like, what do we get Maybe you? briefcase when it comes to like nicer gifts. But like a nice robe, like that's a good gift. Yeah. I was like, also his was just not doing well i saw it on vacation i was like you need a new one (laughs) so what about you marla miss chosen comedy festival miss getting all the mans in la (laughs) come on um well first off yes thanks to libby this will this will air wednesday but thanks to libby i've been um working for chosen comedy festival which it's happening tomorrow but when this airs it'll be last night and so oh yeah hopefully it was a huge success but it's been nice to have some um this like part-time work and to you got to meet ali yes which mean ali shout out to ali we love her so yeah chosen comedy festival has been keeping me busy which is nice because i'm trying to find my next contract for work so it's something good to have in the meantime Queen. um love life let's see so there were a couple guys that I knew from Jewish stuff that I was like, I was getting to know both of them. Um, I think I must, I mentioned last episode that I ended it with one of them. And then the other guy, I was gonna like send him a message also kind of like ending it, but uh, he did it before I could, which honestly is like a relief. He beat you to it. He sent me a nice voice note. Um, Ooh, classy. Yeah. I replied back and I was like, feeling the same way. Glad we're on the same page. Um, which is kind of, I mean, I don't care that he said it first. It's actually kind of nice. Cause I was a little bit like anxious about like, I was a little anxious sending the message. I feel like you don't get anxious about these though. Well, you know what it is? I think expert. it's easy. It's, I don't get anxious when they're like hinge guys. It's more like guys that I know that I'm going to see around where I'm like, okay, mm, hopefully true. they take, they, they take this in a way that's like cool. And they're not like annoyed about it. And then weird yeah. to me person, you know, Jewish geography can really mess things up. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, um, I feel like, okay, I feel like Hind was like down like real bad for, for like a couple months. I was like, oh, this is just not it. Like no one on here is even remotely interesting to me. Uh, but the last couple of weeks have actually um, I've been good. I went on recently like two hinge dates. Okay. Uh, first dates. Um, and they both were actually pretty good. Where so, are they taking you? Like, what's the energy? Um, dinner drinks so both. first one was co- i like coffee dates um so first one was coffee you're dates. the only friend i know that goes on coffee dates by the way i think it's such a really easy way to see if you genuinely vibe with someone because 
drinks are, I get it. Drinks are fun. They take the edge off, but like, I'm not the type of person where I necessarily need the drink to take the edge off. And in a perfect world, my person will be someone that also doesn't necessarily need a drink to take the edge off. We'll just be a naturally like talkative outgoing person. Right. Um, Cause I'm like, if I go to coffee with someone and they like, well, there's just nothing there. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Then I feel like there's nothing here. Um, whereas drinks, you go, you have a couple of drinks and then maybe you think you vibe, but really you, you go out again on a second date and then you drink less and then you realize, oh no, we don't vibe. It was just, that. yeah, which happened to me in New York. <laughs> so now yeah. I'm like trying to, try to be cautious about how much I drink on dates. Um, yeah, I remember that story. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this guy and I, it's such a good connection. And then second date, I was like, oh God, no, I think I was just drunk. We're like Libby. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so I had a couple hinge dates. Um, one of them I have a second date with, and we're we are gonna do drinks. And then the other one You graduate from coffee to drinks to dinner. Is that what it is? Honestly, I think that's like a good again, like I dates that are like first, maybe second dates, like keep I like to keep on the shorter side because I'm always like anxious about like running out of things to talk about. That's I that's honestly the only thing I feel like I get anxious about on on dates is being like I don't mind having to run the conversation. I know I can do it, but I would rather not have to, you know? Yeah. Um but yeah, so have a second date with one of them set up for this week and then I'm sure the other one I think I'll, I'll we'll probably find like uh, plan a second date at some point. Just been like super busy, especially because I have friends visiting here next weekend. Um and so anything else there's one guy that my friend like wants to set me up with and we were trying to make plans and then he's like sick so maybe we'll reschedule so we'll see we have since nothing's um, moving but again it's so early that like again next episode it could easily be like oh like do you have a date for valentine's day my date is the chosen comedy festival that's no first of all that's the perfect date maybe i'll uh, there i i First of all, I'm so sad that I'm not there. I know, I know. But I won the yeah. Twin Sons wine giveaway. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so awesome. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? But yeah, like I said, it always ebbs and flows. So like right now things are, are you know, we have some stokes in the fire. What is the expression? I have no idea. But by the next episode, it could be back to zero. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't, I don't, at this point, you know how I am at this point. I'm like, I don't get ahead of myself. I, my mom's like, have you been like dating? I'm like, yeah, mom. Like, oh, you haven't like talked to me about it. I'm like, well, you'll, I'll talk to you about it when there's something to talk about. True. And she's true, so funny. True. She always, she always is like, she goes, Marla, are you hurting? Are you breaking any guy's hearts? You are a heartbreaker. You my, know, it my mom always, you could just tell your mama she wants to know about your dating life to listen to the podcast. I really should. But she always, she literally always kid you not sides with the guys. Like if I tell her I've gone out with someone like a handful of times and then I told her, I, like I ended it for X, Y, X, Y, Z. Oh, Marla, but he sounded to me like you. Why'd you end yeah. it? I'm like, mom, like I just wasn't feeling it. She's like, oh, Marla, you probably hurt his feelings. And I'm like, what about my feelings? See, every time, every time I dated someone, it wouldn't work out. My mom would be like, you just have a wrong picker. You just, you just pick them bad. <laughs> I don't, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know what's more Jewish. Like a mom, like siding with their, their kid or not siding with their kid. Cause I could see the argument for both as being like a very Jewish parent thing. <laughs> Yeah, or they're just like, I'm so sick of this. Find the one already. Yeah. Like, period. Yeah. 
But guys, talking about dating and talking about new experiences and moving and meeting new people, our next guest will be shedding a lot of light on that. She is from Virginia, but moved to the Upper West Side. So stay tuned to hear what Dahlia has to say about her experience. We are so excited for our guest today. Dahlia, aka the Southern Yid, has accumulated a large following on TikTok, where she shares fun Jewish comedy and cooking content, as well as talks about her experience growing up Jewish in the South. She recently moved to New York City and also shares about what it's been like transitioning into life in the Big Apple. Give it up for Dahlia. So excited. Thank you for having me. So glad to be here. We start the podcast up with some relationship updates of the week. Um, full disclosure, we know nothing that's going on in her dating life, and we are super hyped to find out because she just moved to New York City. So we're going to get to talk to her about the difference between dating in the South, dating in the city. Super excited. But Dahlia, relationship update of the week usually means something fun or cute you did recently, a date night, preferably date night situations. We enjoy knowing all the tea, so don't leave the details out. You got it. Okay. So, so for all you Upper West Siders, as a lot of you guys know. Wait, are we Gossip Girl? Hello, Upper West Siders. (laughs) Hello, Upper West Siders. Wait, is that a Gossip Girl thing? I've never watched that. That's so bad. I've never watched. I've never watched a lot of It's part of your initiation that you moved here to watch it. Okay. Homework assignment. I'll do the XOXO thing at the end. Don't worry. (laughs) <laughs> but um I'm not I'm gonna try not to give too much away because like a, a lot of people know who this person is and like a lot of people the Upper West Side is very small mm-hmm. I'm gonna start out by saying that so if I say one thing everybody's gonna know who it is everybody um but the last day I went on I've actually been seeing someone since New Year's started off the New Year right 10 um, days ago 10 days it's the longest Woo! lasting thing that i've had with someone it's the longest i've dated someone on the upper west side um world record for the upper west side it is a world record for the upper west side you, one may might say that they're all a bunch of schmuck boys here <laughs> <laughs> i think it's i think but, that happens in la too don't worry <laughs> but <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure them with their like Yo, dude, you know, man, I'm not ready for a relationship, dude. I just want to surf, man, smoke weed all day, dude. You know, but um, here's the story. Here's the tea. Um, last date I went on, it was at Time and Tonic. Not sure if y'all know about it, but I've been that's there. where we went. That was the second date. Um, so how did me and this guy meet? Okay, so it, my roommate. Sarah Haskell, big thanks to her. So I that really owe a lot. that relatable Jew. Yes, yes. We will be having her I, on soon. Yes. Oh my God, that's going to be a blast. Um, she's amazing. A big this. A lot of this couldn't have happened without her. But um, basically, me and her went to this meal with this you know, at this guy's house. And he's very known for hosting a lot of kiddishes and lunches um, and stuff like that. Um, the pr- And I was, I went with Sarah to this lunch 
um, happens to be the night before this lunch, I was in, I was in the ER with my friend, not me. I wasn't hurt. My friend was hurt. She was in bad shape. You know, she, she was okay at the end, but I had spent all night there, didn't get any sleep. And, you know, I came to his lunch and I was like, ugh, you know, nauseous. And, you know, he was making sure he was going around, making sure I was, you know, basically being a Jewish mother, you know, he, he, he like saw me just being tired and nauseous and he was like offering me water. He was offering me food. He was like, please drink something. He's like, so sweet. And I was like, oh, oh, this is nice. There's not a lot of guys on the Upper West Side that actually give a crap about anybody. So um, no offense, any other guys on the Upper West Side. Um, <laughs> but yeah, sorry, not sorry. Um, but basically after, I think it was after that Shabbat, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start by saying that, you know, if a guy friends you on Facebook, Facebook specifically after Shabbat, that's it. Like you're Bashar, like you, you, you're dating. The guy has to buy a ring. Zehu. If they friend you on Facebook, that's it. Um, so yeah, yeah. He friended me on Facebook and then he, um, we started talking. We were talking for a couple of weeks and then like New Year's came around and then I, Wait, I didn't realize get to the phone number, like Yeah, oh the phone number. Okay. So yeah, he he messaged he Facebook messaged me. His phone number I was gonna and say, his ten sisters days, ten days and you're still on Facebook. I would hope there was a way to like, you know. Yeah, I feel like well, people that still use Facebook are either like adults. Or like religious Jews. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. There's no middle exactly. ground. <laughs> there is no middle ground. Like it's like the Upper West Side is is like for, um, let me just turn this camera is, is basically full of a bunch of 60-year-olds, you know, but <laughs> clearly. Um, but yeah, he, I got actually close with his sister before I got close with him. Very, they're both super sweet. Um, so he messaged me his number and his sister's number, his sister's number. Sending you more than one number and one convo. He gave you all the digits. Next is the mom, the grandma. She's in, guys. She's in for the kill. Yeah, next is his English professor from college. What? His rabbi, exactly. Oh, we getting spicy up in here. Not the Rebbe. Oh, no. Not the Rebbe. Don't. Yeah, that's when you know it's serious. That is when you know. Um, but yeah, um, Sarah, my roommate, basically kind of initiated the whole thing. So I owe a big thanks to her. Um, I am an idiot. Someone can be flirting with me. They can hit me in the face with a flirtation. I won't know it. Um, so I just assume everyone hates me. And she was like, like around New Year, she was like, she like noticed like him, like kind of like, you know, like saying stuff to me. And I was clearly like not getting it. And she was just like, yo, yo, dude, do you, you into this girl? And he's like, yeah. And and then he, she goes to me and she's like, tell you into this guy and I'm like yeah and then bada bing bada boom 
that love we love and we so, love so we'll, sarah getting so we'll involved see. little roommate magic never hurt nobody we love that exactly love exactly thank you and sarah we're definitely gonna talk about the differences of the south and new york dating um more in depth but why don't you share a little bit about your jewish background your jewish identity what that was like growing up and then kind of where you are now okay um sure so my jewish background was sort of like um in the in between modern orthodox and yeshivish i was like more leaning towards the modern side because i was brought up you know with i was cultured you know i was brought up with rock and roll music my parents are both you know very hippie and chill um like really relaxed people like you would you would never like my mom obviously she covers her hair and you know she she dresses modestly but you know like her mindset is very chill and relaxed and my dad's like my dad's a rock he's like comes from rock and roll you know like he was in a bit he was in bands growing up he played he still does he still is in a band he still plays music for fun you know, like we're very into our rock and roll growing up. And as for, you know, the schools and the schools that I went to, there's like roughly about 160 Orthodox families and it's kind of all mixed. So now it's a growing community. And as it's, you know, there's being more people moving here, it's becoming more religious. Um, than it was when I was a little kid. Um, all good, all good things, you know, but the school I went to growing up, it was from preschool to middle school. It was a co-ed, also very religious um, school up until we were mixed together with the boys up until about fifth grade. And there was like approximately like 80 kids in the entire school. Um, so like I had five kids in my class, that was it, um, which is pretty, pretty small for like a, a school, you know, Mm. but I, then I got to high school and then it got more religious, you know, they completely separated the boys and the girls, you know, it was basically what I would call, um, a very like the most religious like what we call in in Judaism base a base Yaakov school um which is a very observant um way of teaching um that's how I looked at it it wasn't officially called a base Yaakov but it was of that mindset um so it was pretty religious like very religious um, yeah. Is there like a story from childhood that like stands out to you? Um, just where you were kind of figuring out your Jewish identity or where someone made you question it? Okay. So um, being is that there were five girls in my class and, you know, I didn't really have a lot of friends. I was kind of, you know, I kind of, did my own thing to this day I still have you know some of my very close friends from high school like one (laughs) I keep in touch with one that's it the rest are married um there's not that many of them but the rest are married with kids um but 
So a story, um, this, this is kind of a funny story, but we were not allowed to walk on the same street as the yeshiva um, at all. Um, and I did anyways, because I had to walk there to get to school. And also I had lived there. My family has lived in Norfolk for, and, or, and Virginia Beach for generations and generations. And I was like, you know what? This is my air. I'm going to breathe it. Y'all cannot tell me what to do. So this rabbi comes in, like one of our teachers, he happens to be, have been like the head of the yeshiva. Um, he also taught at my school. And he started giving us a speech about how, you know, you know, where we're supposed to walk and, you know, where we're not supposed to walk. And I go, I get up and I go, I was here before your freaking school. You cannot tell me where to walk. And after that, you know, we had, a, I, I obviously got in a little bit of trouble. Some people heard freaking, some people heard the word, the other mm -hmm. F word. Some people told, uh, there was an argument. I, I said freaking, but from like, I sat in the back of the classroom, another person sat in the front, she heard the other F word. So it, it wasn't good. It wasn't pretty. Um, she sounds like a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, she didn't tell on me. Well, I was like, I don't like that yeah. girl. <laughs> no, she, she didn't tell on me. She was kind of just, she kind of just pulled me aside and was like, Dahlia going on okay <laughs> you're a little bit unhinged today um and I was like yeah and um but that sort of like was my breaking point because you know I I I always say I would always say I was religious but I wouldn't put me in the box that my school was in which is essentially the ultra observant box so I was kind of like wanted to be a, a little bit more, I was like a little bit more on the rebellious side. Mm -hmm. um, like it just wasn't me, you know, they were just shoving the stuff, these ideas down our throat and it was just too much for me. And now that actually, I relate more now to um, my high school level of observance much more than I did back then because as I went to seminary a year after high school you know I gained a lot of respect for you know the way the you know base Yaakov system is I learned a lot more about it and I learned I gained a new, a new respect for you know the more a new being a little bit more right yeah a new perspective on being a little bit more on the traditional right learning the traditional sure values, also, values you grew up in a space where there were very few jews so you almost felt like the more you did maybe you were getting like i would say like more praise for it and now you're like surrounded by so many jews everywhere and it's like i want to be part of that yeah, yeah, there there's so many more options now and there's you know once you see that there are other Jews in other places and you can see you don't have to fit in this particular box then it it makes things so much clearer, you know, mm -hmm. you figure you can figure yourself out. 
Um, and that's kind that's of true. what I learned in seminary. Like when I went, to, I, I did Shauna Olive and Shauna Bet. The Shauna Olive year, I was still sort of in my high school way of thinking. You know, it was more, um, the ideas were more leaning towards like, not like, like more, cons- I feel like more conservative ideas. Like, and then the Shauna Bet, when I went to Shauna Bet, it was more, learning about tradition how to be like a strong jewish woman you know how to be Mm -hmm. like more orthodox and i felt like i i attached to that more um so i sort of i explored a lot of different um a lot of different perspectives on judaism how did your Um, parents feel about your feelings towards Judaism both in high school and then now like have they always been supportive did they ever say maybe we shouldn't have sent you to such a religious school and I'm curious how they kind of reacted to your feelings towards it they've sort of always been supportive and they've always kind of like knew that that's not you know that's not the way they raised me you know as much as you know they were very, they're like sort of in between modern Orthodox and yeshivish. They always knew that, you know, like we raised you to be cool, <laughs> not cool. I'm not, I'm not saying like, not um, like base Yaakov can't be cool. I'm just saying they raised me to be more like cultured and, you know, know I mean, more about the secular, world. the secular world. Yeah. So they, they always kind of like, Growing up, I always had this, you know, idea that I wasn't going to be allowed to date till I was 18. And I followed through with that. I didn't start dating till I was 18. Um, they've always been supportive of everything. You know, I, I tell them, I tell them everything. So they, so they know really, about 10, 10 days. They're not going to find out from the pod. They no, know they, about they know, the 10. They know I'm, yeah, they know I've been, they know I've been on dates with this guy. Um, but yeah I remember the first time I told them I went out on a date I was in Israel and it was like really awkward because it's like it was the first time like they didn't they thought like at that point they thought that I still felt like boys had cooties when I was 18 I was like I'm going out on a date with a boy what should I wear you know um that's but sweet like they, though and also nice that they were so open when you were in an environment where you felt a little different because I feel right. like you clearly raised you right and also they taught you how to cook like can we get into that yes you, everything um, I, I I didn't start cooking till COVID at all like I didn't I did not know I didn't know how to make freaking pasta I didn't know how to put milk in cereal <laughs> until COVID I'm, I'm not kidding but I'm shook because I've had your food and like, there's just no way. <laughs> no way. You use the recipes. I haven't used them cause I don't have them. But like, I remember eating it and being like, oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Like, you seeing your videos also. So what's like your yeah. favorite thing to make for Shabbat? Like your go-to Shabbat meal. So anytime someone asks me to bring like a side or something, I'll always make cranberry apple kugel. That's like my favorite thing. Good. Yeah, it, it tastes like Thanksgiving. That's why I like it. It's just like, has like a little bit of a crunchy texture and a sweetness and like a little bit gooey. And I just, mm-hmm. uh, I love it. 
uh, so wait, so I know you said the first time you went, your first time you started dating, you were in Israel. Um, Mm -hmm. did you ever like date when you were still living in the South or what do you think? And if if you didn't, what do you think the experiences of your peers are like, were like dating in the South? So there, there really wasn't, (laughs) um, any dating in, in, in Virginia. Um, basically because I mean, like there were some girls that, you know, secretly, you know, dated the yeshiva guys or, you know, like hung out with them. I didn't, when I was in high school, I didn't give a crap about guys. I did Mm -hmm. not care. I was too busy. I was making videos, you know, I was doing my own thing, but, um, you know, when I was in high school, I like around 12th grade, I got on this app. I don't know if you guys remember it. It's called house party. Mm, yeah. Do you remember it? Mm-hmm. That so, was my app. That was my yes. app. I used to wave at people crazy. Yes. We may have, we may have cracked. We may have crossed paths on that app at some point. I was on there so much, <laughs> but there was this guy on there and like, you know, he happened to join one of my friend's, you know, rooms. I was in high school, you know, I had no exposure to guys whatsoever. Like, I did not have anything to do with them. And this guy comes on and he's like, all right. I was like, he was cute. And, you know, like, she left the room because we started talking. We had a conversation, had our own, you know, like little side conversations. She was sort of just listening. But this is like the know. original Zoom breakout room. Yep, exactly. It's your, I'd say it's like more, a little bit more like Omegle, not really Omegle, mm. like a safer Omegle. Right. I'm thinking like the Me but, Too breakout rooms that they were doing during COVID. Basically, if you had mutual yeah. friends, so if I was friends with someone, like let's say I'm friends with Dahlia and she's in a room, I can join her room and she's in a room with two of her friends and then I can become friends with her two friends. Exactly. Exactly. So this guy was there. And then like, from that point on, you know, we were talking every single day. And like, I didn't have I didn't start having feelings for him till like, I got to Israel. Mm -hmm. I didn't care. I did not care about boys in high school, not one bit. Um, But then I came back from Israel. And I was here, not here, I was in Virginia, for a long time. There are no guys my age there. None. No, like everybody that was in my class, they had moved north or, you know, got married or they were in Israel. You know, they were not there. There weren't that many people in my class to begin with that were guys. Um, But like the one guy I did go out, I did go out on a date with one guy he wasn't religious so it didn't work out um but yeah other than that unless they're not religious at all like most of the guys here in virginia just don't they're not religious so Mm -hmm. it's it didn't wouldn't work out for me Mm -hmm. but that's basically why my parents kind of shipped me out because they're like dude homie you're, you're you're sitting here at home, you know, you don't have friends, let alone eligible bachelors, mm-hmm. you know, get out of here. Mm-hmm. I will, we will do whatever it takes 
Mm-hmm. So they were, they were like kind of that last push that said, you know, like if you ever want to get married, you know, you gotta, you gotta go to where your friends are. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like that's something that we, a couple people have written into us before about like essentially asking if I want to marry someone Jewish and I live, you know, an X, Y, Z area, basically right. I, I live in America, but I don't live in New York, Miami or LA. <laughs> where like what should I do like should I move to New York and it's definitely like something to consider because in some areas like you're saying they're really just it's not it's not like here in LA or in New York being like oh like there's no one here it's like no there is it's just annoying to date but you can find someone whereas in in places where like you grew up you're like no there's really not anyone really no really no one yeah none and like that's that's even if there are people, they'll move because they'll see that there's no one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was my love life back in Virginia was sort of dead. But I've all I've ever done. I have been in long distance relationships. That's the only thing I know from. I mm-hmm. only know from long distance relationships. That's what's crazy. So coming here. And, you know, like dating someone that lives, you know, somewhere where we can just meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Yeah. Really nice. And can you also speak on what was it like growing up as a Jew in the South? Because I know on your TikTok, you talk a lot about, you know, it being a small community. You make jokes about like the store owners who like put the matzah for Hanukkah and like, you know, just mix up the holidays. <laughs> what, what was that like? How were Jews viewed in the South? Um, is it purely comedy or is there more to it? I'd say there's definitely um, more to it. I'd say that like when touching upon anti-Semitism, in the south i'd say that's more that was more of a thing you know back in the 70s -hmm. um whereas now it's sort of become you know more accepted but like again like it's not like new york where you can just you can go up to your employer and be like i have to go because of shabbat you have to sit down you have to have the whole conversation like what shabbat or that you know you can't like go somewhere and you mm-hmm. can't go somewhere down there and just expect them to know what kosher is. Nothing, nothing, there's no kosher restaurants down there. Um, there's like not, that's the one, that's another thing that's really, really annoying. There's just not a lot of kosher restaurants, mm-hmm. which is frustrating. It was always hard to find cheese and like cheese and stuff like that. Um, and like, if you do find cheese, it's super expensive super expensive just shredded cheese like what was it like ten dollars or something like that like wow yeah we have to get our meat imported from um baltimore so about every two months we put in an order for meat and and you just store everything in the freezer Mm-hmm. yeah wow. we have to have a really big freezer <laughs> that's um, wild do you find that yeah like any like growing up in um growing up obviously Jewish in the south obviously for the most part I assume and a lot like a lot of religious communities who tend to just 
stick to within the religious community, but are there any specific instances or stories that come to mind when you're interacting with like the secular community in your area that were either extremely like positive towards Judaism or maybe negative towards Judaism and maybe it wasn't necessarily malicious but it was more just sheer ignorance because we know that a lot of people are just uneducated like are there any specific instances instances good or bad that ever come to mind so there there was everyone's generally like really nice where I'm from you know I I do have like my I have my coworkers. none of them were Jewish I was the token Jew at work and they were all super, super sweet and respectful. And, you know, like whenever, you know, whenever um, they found something kosher, they'd come with me and be like, look, it's kosher. You can have it. It was like, it was the cutest thing. It, it made, it made me so happy. And, you know, even my boss, he would order, you know, he wasn't Jewish, um, but he would order like, there's one bagel place where you can get just the bagels and you can ask for a kosher cream cheese. So he would always like go out of his way to like, go to get the kosher That's bagels so everybody and it goes such a long that. way right and it, it was just, it really made my day like it was just me like no one else was jewish in mm-hmm. the facility it was just me it was like it's really heartwarming mm-hmm. however yeah. there was this there was this one incident it's kind of funny um a lot of people associate judaism with this one thing um and that's manischewitz um so my mom was sitting at the beach and you know there was um my mom covers her hair when she goes to the beach she completely she's fully covered um and you know we were chilling with my family my aunt's group of friends and one of her friends comes up to my mother comes up to my mother and he looks her dead in the eye and he says Manischewitz he's like huh he says Manischewitz and she's like what and he's like yeah Manischewitz have you ever seen Fiddler on the Roof you remind me of the lady from Fiddler on the Roof he said I actually made a TikTok about it like way way before I made like a whole skit about it and she was just like okay it was like this it's certain things like they but know that's little how things. they're like accepting they just don't know like I remember getting yeah. a rush out of like teaching or educating people about Judaism so the story you told about like work like that's heartwarming and like special so I'm glad you were able right. to educate Judaism in a positive way like at home right and, and you know like also you can't expect everyone to go out of their way mm-hmm. to you know meet your meet your kosher standards I, I would right. not expect that of everyone but the fact that you know they really you know they went out of their way to you know and they got excited about it too like to make sure that you know I got something too was really really special and you know it meant a lot I wonder if that guy thought Manischewitz was like the same as saying Shabbat Shalom or something. Oh my God. Maybe, maybe. I think they're pretty easy to mix up, not going to lie. It's all in the same section at a store with the candles, right? You're right. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about Shabbat though. What has the Shabbat difference been like? Is there pressure? Because I know I've talked to some people who live on the Upper West Side about this like pressure to go to all these events to go to shul to have a kiddush to have a place to go friday night 
Saturday. Was yeah. it like at home? Not at all. At home, it was just sort of, you know, me and my mom cooked or my mom cooked. And it was, you know, you, my dad went to shul. We slept the entire Shabbat. Now it's like I am already planning Shabbat. Like I'm figuring I, Sunday came around and I was already thinking about, OK, what's our plans for next week? And I'm like, am I? it's like, am I going to host? You know, am I going to go to Kiddush? Am I going to go to shul? You know, you're already thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And you should already have it figured out by Wednesday, which reminds me, I really need to figure, like, officialize my plans. But um, it, it's been very, it has been very overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. That's, like, the one thing that is overwhelming. Last week, we hosted, like, 10 people. And I actually, I cooked a bunch. Me and my roommate, Kayla, we both cooked for a bunch of people and it's sort of like you know like if you host and some like you automatically I automatically feel like I have to feed everyone Mm -hmm. like it's always there's always going to be last minute you know people coming last minute people canceling and it's like it's always so much pressure to know how many people there how many people are coming and uh, how much people to cook for and then there's there's so many different shuls that you can go to around here which I'm definitely not used to I grew up going to one shul and that was it um and now there's like you know oh do you want to go to um Jewish center or do you want to go to young Israel do you want to go to Karlbach it's like whoa 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 hold on you know um, options there's you're not used to having so many options it's like overwhelming not at all and then you see everyone on Shabbat and that's the nice part I love like seeing like, I don't, I feel like I don't see a lot of people during the week, but then mm-hmm. on Shabbat, it's like, we all sort of come together and it's like, we just catch up on the week. And then like, you know, you see these people in shul on Shabbat and then you go clubbing with them at freaking Jake's Dilemma. <laughs> the same people you went to shul with. It's crazy. Like I've never been to like a, a nightclub where I see people that I saw in shul. Right. It's like, what is... No, it's beautiful it's, to watch your best of both worlds experience come to life. <laughs> exactly. I, I feel I feel like Hannah Montana sometimes. That that's so funny because I know exactly what you mean. A little I I don't keep Shabbat, but when I was still living in New York City, it was very common for me and my friends to go to a Shabbat dinner. We'd be there, you know, maybe seven or eight PM until like eleven, eleven thirty. And then from Shabbat we would go to the bars. <laughs> exactly it's it's kind of like a fun experience so just like you kind of get the you know you get to have like the nice you know meaningful shabbat then you also get to go out a little bit obviously not everyone does that because some people keep shabbat um right wait i also this when you mentioned about how you're planning for shabbat on sunday when you're when you just finished shabbat i think you guys would think this story is funny i met with a friend yesterday who also works in entertainment out here he's not jewish and we're talking about Shabbat and he's, he's plans these networking events and he always plans them on Friday nights. And I'm like, Hey dude, like I have a lot of friends that would be down to come to these networking events, but a handful of them keep Shabbat. Like, can we please plan one not on a Friday? And he was like, well, I mean, how often, is Sh- how often is Shabbat? And I was like, what? And he's like, like how many Fridays? Oh, no. He goes, he goes, well, I mean like Ramadan, right. Is like, he's, and he's not Muslim, but he's just saying, he's like, I know, for example, he's like, what Ramadan's only like two months. Right. And I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, I get where you're coming from, but no, Shabbat is 
every single Friday. And he's like, it's every for the rest week. of your life. Oh, yes, it's every week for your entire life. No, that's like, like how Jack tells me. I'm like, so when is UFC yeah. end? He goes, it's every week for the rest of our lives. I'm like, <laughs> like Shabbat. Oh my God. Like, no, it's like they, they think we have control over it. And you have to like specify, like, no, we don't have control over it. It comes every, like, I've had to you tell my boss. Actually, like, if it rains on Fridays, Shabbat's canceled. You didn't hear? <laughs> it's a new rule. Oh, yeah. And if it's snowing, oh, yeah, totally. don't even think about it. Yeah, don't if it's even snowing, think about it. Shabbat's canceled. <laughs> it's all based on Mother Nature, imagine. I mean, I wish it worked that way because then my hair wouldn't get I wouldn't do my hair for Shabbat and it wouldn't get ruined from the rain. I love that. We'd also have to talk about your social media and how you've grown that. So how did you kind of start your TikTok what led you to making it? And then also what led you to kind of choosing, because obviously any, you know, TikTok can be used for any type of content. So how did you decide, you know, how you were going to use it? Okay. So I actually hated the idea of TikTok, you know, before it, you know, when it just got started, like, what was it like 2020? around 2019 I think COVID's when it really like took off yeah yeah so I I I despised it I was like I hate this this is so stupid I'll never get on it and then you know when the trend was like you know at its peak I got on you know I started making TikToks I was like oh this is fun you know like I've always kind of like loved to act and you know play around with videos and you know like I didn't get so much likes at first, but people were sort of like, uh-huh, you're so funny. Uh, uh. I laughed so hard and I was like, oh, I like that. I like that people are laughing at me. Please, let's do this more. And, you know, COVID came around and I got bored and I was like, I just, you know, I have so many ideas for skits in my head that, I started putting them down into TikToks and I just kept posting them. And one of the videos was this video. There was a, f- I mean, there was a few that went kind of viral, like not really like sort of mid, like maybe get like a thousand likes and I'd be like, okay, that's not bad. You know, and people started following me. It like some of my regular videos hit the for you page. I started out like a little bit political. Um, and then I stopped doing that and I, started posting like Jewish content. It was always, I always sort of felt like I enjoyed doing Jewish content most because I relate to it the most and other people related to it. And it was very niche. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I posted this video. Of, it was a point of view, like um, non-Jewish person washing for the first time. That was the video that I think got like over 85,000 likes. Um, it was like a skit. And, you know, I sort of um, took off from there. And, you know, a lot of people, it got around, a lot of people shared it. And then I was sort of like, I was like, hmm, people like Jewishness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to keep doing that. And then I made more skits, you know, off of that. And people really, really liked those. People really liked that series. So I kept to that. And I just sort of was like, I like, you know, making people laugh. You listen like to your being, audience. Yeah, I listen to my audience is basically what I did. And, you know, I love 
the idea of taking like now I'll, I don't have as much time to do as many TikToks. I'm trying, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll sort of take like an hour a day to like scroll and save audios, you know, like, you know what you do, you like, you save audios and you put like a good relatable caption to it. That's what I've been trying to do. And also like coming up with a few skit ideas here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I genuinely just, I don't do it for, you know, likes or, you know, the clout. I don't do it for that. I genuinely do it because it's my, it's a creative outlet for me. Mm -hmm. Um, it really helps me like express myself and express who I am. I've always sort of been in the video creating world. When I was a kid, I got an iPad, but that was the thing I got before my phone and I had this app called video star and video FX. So I had my own show. It was called the Dem show. I didn't post these videos anywhere. Um, not a single one of them. They just stayed on my iPad and I had different episodes and I'd have guest stars in the shows that I still, again, did not post anywhere. I would act as different people. I'd act as different characters. Um, and sometimes I add a music video in there. It was really cringy. Um, and those videos are probably long gone, but you know, like I've always loved making music videos and filming things. And I always like, I'd always be the first person they'd go to if people would go to if they needed like video editing, um, or stuff like that. Um, that mixed with, you know, I just love, you know, I love making content. I love making Mm -hmm. videos. It's very, it's very satisfying. Um, I just really like, I genuinely really. I love what you said about the creative outlet part because I feel so similarly. And it's like you create even more of the Jewish community for yourself. And maybe even when you don't realize it, like you become more in tune with your own Judaism as you become the voice of Judaism online. Exactly. And you, and you meet other people that, relate to you that's the best part mm-hmm. right I, you know i've met i've made so many friends through tiktok it's insane like you guys you know you know yeah Elon, we all wouldn't be here if it wasn't for tiktok so yeah i hope it doesn't by the way i hope it doesn't get no even i, mm, yeah, mm, I won't talk uh, about it i won't mention nope, it we're not gonna nope, talk about nope, it no 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 don't say the words I I'm like that it. annoying. I'm like that annoying senior in college. Don't say the G word. <laughs> Don't. And it's like graduate, 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 graduate. I hated. I hated those. But yeah, yeah. Wait. So, so you, oh. no. Go. Is that a quick question? A quick question. Because um, okay. So obviously, I'm assuming most of your following probably is Jewish. But have you ever had any like interactions that were interesting? you on tiktok from non-jews that were maybe like just curious to learn more yeah yeah i mean i i get a lot of questions about judaism um and about things i do um a lot of people tend to misunderstand my tiktoks a lot of people will especially people who don't understand you know mostly coming from you know the non- non-jewish side they just don't some people just and there's nothing against them like that's totally fine I get it you know like if you don't understand you don't understand but Mm -hmm. um there have been some instances where people just took things way too seriously Mm -hmm. or they've been like 
you Jews always finding loopholes in your religion, you know, oh, stuff I like that. I hate that comment. You know what? We know I hate that comment the most because on one hand, non-Jews will say like, you're too religious. You're too keep to yourselves. Yeah. Like, why can't you just assimilate and like be like the secular world? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, here are some, you know, loopholes or little things that we do so we can still try to be in the secular world somewhat with, but it's still, you know, be Jewish somewhat. And then they get mad at you also. And they're like, yeah, but it's like, well, what do you want? You either like you, you just want us to fully assimilate. And then if we try to assimilate a little bit, then it's like, no, go back to being who you are. You're just, you know, it just, it's, it's a hypocritical. Yeah. It, it is very hypocritical. And people, I've, I've sort of learned to, that's why I sort of had to learn to tune out those comments. Like a lot of people let them get, get to people. Um, I just don't, <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I just don't like people are scared of these comments. I'm not, I'm not scared because I don't, I don't take, I don't like to take any of them seriously. Um, just because like, you have to understand people just don't know a lot. Mm-hmm. People just, they just don't get it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And we just, you just have to learn. Well to said. Yeah. People just don't get it. And so they just don't get it. Obviously you have so many talents and you're really creating your, creating you're really filling your creative outlet on tiktok are there any exciting projects to come or where where do you see this going possibly um right now i'm still sort of getting used to my routine like it's been taking a long time to get used to my new life and my new routine um I actually have an interview for something after after this podcast um, that I have to go to soon. Um, so that might turn out Sending to be something very time. exciting. Good luck. Yeah. Um, but that's like, I'm going to sort of keep that on the DL for, sure. for yeah. now because we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, right as for now, I'm just still sort of settling in. Right. You know. I mean, I'm sure it's a big adjustment, like moving from, it's like, Moving to New York City to LA is an adjustment, but also not because it's one yeah. big city to another big city. But I'm sure for you, moving somewhere that's small and very like suburb to you know a big city like New York City is is a huge adjustment. It's it, it doesn't you know you don't adjust in a second or even like a couple months. It takes some time. Definitely, definitely not. You're absolutely right. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to this. I spoke, I actually, I made a story about this on my Instagram. I realized that as you, the more time you're away from home, the more you get, the more homesick you get. That's like part of growing up. Whereas when you're a kid, you know how you get to camp and you immediately start crying. You immediately miss home and then you get used to it. Oh, that was so never me. Uh, you and your can't kids. say that. I can't say that. I, camp was my happy place. I cried on the last day. Libby, like, oh. I, Libby's like, I, I got back I home live there forever. and cried. No, that's right. exactly what happened every year. Like, those videos where I'm like, you wouldn't get it. You weren't at camp. <laughs> oh, that was a joke from camp. I have to download my photos from camp. Like, that was me. Like, it's not coming from nothing. Right. You look, you counted you made a countdown to camp. You were one of those people that oh, counted down. I had it in my calendar, in my um, planner that they would give us in elementary school, middle school, and high school. I would write 90 days. Oh my gosh. 
yeah that's dedication that's dedication Bro, i was a chaotic cam girly like you 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 can't play me like that i i counted down to when camp was over like from the second it started that makes me i was sad. just like you had to have been in my bunk it was a different energy right i'm sure i'm sure if i was in your bunk you would have you would have comforted my i would have said girl stop (laughs) crying save it for the last day you're gonna thrive here (laughs) oh oh i would i wish i wish you were there so do you do you like your city so far are you still adjusting to it things you like things you don't like i'm sure it's very different so I have I have a lot of mixed feelings mm-hmm. <laughs> about it. Um, I I do love having a lot of friends and having a huge social life. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. But however, um, some things that I didn't have to deal with as much is social drama. I did mm-hmm. have to deal with some of that in Virginia, but now it's like because I've so many friends, it's like. So Everything much. escalates. The more people you know, the more you run into. Yeah. My mom, exactly. my mom said that to me when I was very, very young. Like, and I didn't quite understand it until, you know, the more high profile I become, like, yeah, of course. And the older you become, same thing. Exactly. Exactly. And it's 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 something you have to like you have to learn. You just have to learn the hard way, you know, yeah. that there's no way to like there really isn't a way to avoid avoid that right. kind of trouble. I feel like um, you just have to sometimes like it obviously depends on the situation because some situations um you can't play Switzerland. But like if you're unless you're like directly involved, I feel like the best way is to try to just like be understanding of everyone without actually choosing a side. Cause that exactly. way it's just like you're just more of like a moral of the story. If you ever have a problem, you go to Marla because she's like the best problem solver. I might take you up on that. People should really start hitting on my girl because she's, she's too good at what she does. I will be calling your ass. If you ever upset, if you ever upset are upset by Marla, She'll send you a four-minute voice <laughs> note apology. That's okay, but that's so genuine, though. That's good. He's the that's most genuine, like problem solver you'll meet. Like, someone date my friend, okay? You um, have the most healthy relationship in the world. She's where's her man? Where's her man? This 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 will come. This episode won't come out for I think probably a few weeks, but the week that we're recording it i actually have three dates this week wow she's thriving wow she has such a good communicator she's, date my friends she's getting her she's she's getting around I'm she's trying. getting around i'm trying i think she's oh, got we it work on it we work on it here at schmuck boys but i also kind of yeah. i kind of need her to have the content you know libby's we like I want, libby wants me to find someone but also doesn't want me to find someone so i can continue to give like the good stories selfish <laughs> reasons selfish reasons but at the same time i would be quite thrilled for you we need a whole podcast just on those three dates oh my god i love you although, for saying that. although similar to you have to start doing our individual episodes again it's true mm-hmm. yeah but similar similar to what you're saying dahlia like a lot LA Jewish community is very small and I feel like usually when I get my updates like I don't give a lot of detail because a lot of people know each other 
And I'm also like, I'm always afraid, like it's, it sucks. It's like, I love this podcast and I'm so passionate about it that I want to like tell my dates about it, but then I'm afraid they're going to listen to it and then be like, she went on three dates last week. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, listen, I never experienced this podcast dating. So for me, it was a very different experience. Mm-hmm. If they if they don't like that, then they're not the one. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's just it. Like if they like, can't, I'm if they sorry. Can't my that. boyfriend sent me a selfie in the gym wearing a Schmuck Boys sweatshirt. Oh, I like, <laughs> need that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I, I was talking. Don't settle friends. for less. I was talking with my friends the other day, and I was like, ask. I'm trying to. Remember, I think it was one of my guy friends. And I was asking his opinion. I was like, like if you heard a girl talking about like that you went out with. Oh, that's adorable. I love that. Um, but I was talking to my guy friends and I was like if you were dating a girl and you and she had a podcast and you listened to the podcast and you heard her talking about other dates like would you be turned off and I think he said something along the lines of like if anything I think they would make them like try harder because they know that like you have Mm. like other I see I see that angle too yeah so I don't know I can see both sides I can see I see the side of being wanting to try harder and I can see the side of being like kind of turned off by it so um, but we have I see what you're saying yeah but we have a fun game now that we want to play with you yes okay it's called Upper West Side Dating Cringe or Cute oh god okay this is gonna be fun okay I like they meet you they meet all you have to say is cringe or cute they meet you at school and ask you out remembering your cell phone number after Shabbat Digit by digit. Cute. Okay. Being set up on a blind date. Cringe. I I, I can't. I can't do that. I can't. I can't. He asks you to cook him a Shabbat dinner meal. Ooh, cringe. (laughs) Um, No. Last but not least, a guy with no social media presence. Cute. Cute. No competition. Does this man have a social media presence beside Facebook? It's the best. Careful, Libby. That might give it away. A Jewish man with no Instagram. She got the Hanukkah gelt. She got the gelt. She got the money. Yes. Yes. She got the mini Chevy. Got the Manny Chevy. Got it. I gotta get get this guy in the bag. Oh, also, really quick, one last question. It's not part of the game, but I'm curious what you think. What are three things that a guy should bring to Shabbat? Three good things. They can only bring three things. Okay. Tequila. Okay. De- definitely. Um, themselves and a cute friend for my friend. Oh, <laughs> so it's socially acceptable if a guy just shows up with alcohol. Yes, one hundred percent. That's 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 how we do it in the Upper West Side. We we have a Shabbat meal. We get super messed up, and then we go to an Oneg, and we get love. more messed up. This is I camp love that. energy. Oh. I think people think people don't realize that drinkings kind of can be a big part of Judaism. No, it really is. I don't think anyone doesn't realize that. No, non-Jews, non-Jews. Oh, 
Like I think yeah, some of the I feel like every Jew for the most part grew up drinking with their parents before they were of age. In the religious community, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Not me. I, my parent, my parents aren't big drinkers, and we didn't. No, but beers. like on the holidays and whatnot, like Passover, how many, how many wine glasses? Oh yeah, what four cups four. of wine? Like right. Yeah. So you you feel my you catch my drift. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Passover on forum. Dahlia. Four glasses of wine. You're amazing. You're a star. We appreciate you. Her hair looks stunning. It right looks now. amazing. She's oh, a diamond and a half. She hit the ten day mark with someone special um where can people find you um do you have any upcoming events projects any last words what are your socials um well you can follow my instagram story for any details and updates i always what's your um, username my username is dahlia underscore miller or you can follow my tiktok account if you don't have you know if you don't have a tiktok you want to see my tiktoks it's just the southern yid but all my crazy day-to-day life stories, you'll find them all on Dahlia underscore Miller. And any updates on, you know, events that I'll be at and whatnot, it's all on that Instagram story account. We love to see it. And Dahlia, please close us out with this one question we ask everyone. What's the question, oh, Mark? I'm actually going to... We have one question we ask everyone. And I'm actually going to slightly adjust it no, Libby, you'll see. Here we out. Here we out. What is your definition of a southern schmuck boy? Ooh. A southern schmuck boy. Like, is it, well. maybe, is it different at all compared to maybe the schmuck boys you're meeting on the Upper West Side? A southern schmuck boy is traditional, drives a truck. He knows, he knows how to get his country on. He can drink a beer within, it, within like a minute. He goes fishing. He goes fishing. But he also raps to fill in every day. You got you to gotta get the best of both worlds. Interesting. I love that. Raps. What's a New York schmuck boy? New York schmuck boy? Oof. That's a... Someone who says they're 28 and they're not ready for a relationship. That's pretty much how it is around here. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Most of the guys, it's like, are you seven? <laughs> are you seven? Yeah. Even guys in their 30s and you're like, dude, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Literally, literally I've wow. heard guys in their, I've heard stories about guys in their 30s on the Upper West Side being like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready for a relationship. Then what, what, what are you ready for? What, what are you doing? Are you still waiting for you know Hannah Montana? Ready for to answer the phone from his mother? That's what he's doing. <laughs> exactly. That's that's about it, and that's the only. That's as close to a woman as he's gonna get, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I, I was trying to say it in the nicer way, and she went home run. <laughs> I, I I I have no filter. I have no. no filter. I love it. Completely I love it. Completely unhinged. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Dahlia, for being epic and amazing and sharing your Jewish identity and your best of both worlds. Honestly, that's what this podcast is going to be called. The best of both worlds of Judaism. Southern best of both worlds. Well, thank you so much. It was so great. Thank you so much. much. Thank you for having me. I hope I didn't offend anybody. Shrunk Boys out. Peace.